0: Welcome back to the True Transformation Podcast. It is your host, Josiah Novak. If this is your first time listening, thanks so much for being here. Really appreciate you tuning in today. If this is your hundredth time listening or if you're a loyal listener, thank you so much for continuing to support the show by listening to the show. And I just want to let you know that this show is for you. This is not for me to be popular. This is not for me to make a name for myself and get all this fame and fortune and all this stuff. This is literally to give you answers to your questions, help you transform your life, give you realistic and lifestyle-friendly directions and blueprints for you to make the changes that you want in your life and your long-term outlook. So, today's episode is a big one. Been watching a lot of videos, a lot of people talking about the scale, okay? The scale and how much we weigh and how the scale is one of the hardest things and tools for us to master when it comes to getting in better shape. We all want the scale to have a certain number. We all want to step on the scale and see weight loss. We want it to basically show us that we're doing the work, that we're, we're doing the right things, we're eating the right way, we're training, we're working out. And the scale is kind of that confirmation, right? To say, hey, you're doing what needs to be done and you're losing weight. Unfortunately, the scale is not the only way we should be looking at progress. And in fact, the scale can be extremely misleading. And I'm gonna talk about that today. I'm gonna to give you a very, very thorough and efficient way to look at the scale, how to use the scale, and what to think about when, in terms of how to analyze the data that the scale gives us on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. So, Sit back, relax, and let's jump into Mastering the Scale. Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak. Hey, before we jump into Mastering the Scale, if you're someone who's trying to look better naked and feel better, improve your confidence, improve your energy, improve your sleep, your stress management, all the things that go into health and fitness, if that sounds intriguing and you're like, yeah, that's me, I want that. I have a free guide for you. It's called my Look Good Naked Guide. It's been very popular. We've actually had over 4,000 people download this guide and start to use it. If you go over to lookgoodnaked.co, you can check it out and grab it for free. If you're looking for a starter program, something just to kickstart start your transformation, and you really want the nitty-gritty, that guide is a perfect place to start, but you can also jump over to my minimalist training program called Train Twice. It's my minimalist muscle building and fat burning program. It's called Train Twice. And if you go to traintwice.com, you can grab it on sale today. So go check it out. Two things for you, lookgoodnaked.co and the Train Twice program, twice.com. Go check it out. Let's jump into today's show. All right. So today we're talking about the scale, that monster that sits in your bathroom or bedroom or wherever you keep your scale, or maybe it's just the scale at the gym that basically stresses you the hell out because some days you jump on it and it's like, hey, you're doing awesome. You lost weight. And then some days you jump on it and it's like, You suck. You have not lost any weight. In fact, you've gained weight. Congratulations. You're terrible. You should probably just quit. Well, I don't know about you, but that's the thought that oftentimes creeped into my head, especially when I was just starting out in my transformation journey and I was trying to get in better shape and I was using the scale and I would step on the scale just about every day and I would either be super happy because I would see the scale number coming down or I would be super bummed and pissed off and want to give up and oftentimes would give up for periods of time because I wasn't seeing the results that I wanted. And it was very frustrating because as someone who was never ripped and never in shape for most of his life, that scale basically was everything. It was my confirmation as to whether or not I was putting in the work. And I know a lot of you probably feel the same way. So I want to break down the scale and I want to Give you a couple things to think about but also a very simple and easy way to train your mind to use the scale appropriately all right so the first thing to remember is when we talk about the scale we have to remember the scale is just a number it's just how much we weigh how much gravity is having to work to pull us down to the earth okay that's that's it that's it like it's not doesn't judge your character. It doesn't judge your, your confidence level. It doesn't judge your personality. It doesn't judge, you know, how much good you've done in the world or whether or not, you know, you're a good person. Like it doesn't do any of that. Okay. And I tell people all the time and I ask people all the time, like, look, if I said you could look your absolute best, feel your absolute best, but you would weigh a large amount, would you be okay with that? And they said, absolutely, of course, right? Like, duh, I want to look and feel my best. I don't care what the scale says. And I say, well, exactly. So stop giving the scale so much power over how you feel, okay? Now, all that being said, I understand it is one metric that we use to judge progress. Because if we have a lot of body fat to lose, well, we want to get rid of that body fat. And thus, we want to see the scale come down because we want to weigh less. We don't want to carry around as much weight because we want to get rid of that body fat. So I, I understand that side too. So I'm, I'm both a, you know, I have a realistic pers- perspective, but I also keep things, you know, high level as well because I want you to understand that at the end of the day, the scale is something we should use, but we should use it responsibly. So let's talk about how often I suggest you weigh in because this is one of the hardest parts for people to understand. And I think one of the biggest issues when it comes to the scale People oftentimes only weigh in at random times, all right? So it could be like a Monday afternoon at the gym or a Sunday evening or a Monday morning after you just had a crazy weekend or a Wednesday night, right? It doesn't matter, but it's very random, okay? What I want you to start doing if, if you're gonna use the scale responsibly is I want you to weigh in consistently at consistent times that are predictable, all right? So what that means is typically i tell my clients look we're either going to use the scale pretty much every day or we're not going to use it at all because random is not going to do anything for us and i'll explain why here in a bit but random weigh-ins are not going to help you it's not going to give you enough consistent data consistent feedback and start to develop patterns for you to map out and trends for you to see if you're only doing it randomly so we want to make sure our weigh-ins are consistent Personally, if you are in a transformation phase, if you are really focused on changing your body, getting in better shape, progressing forward, I would suggest a daily weigh-in. Or at least four to five times a week at consistent times. And I'm going to explain why here in a bit. But I want to drill that into your head today is that don't weigh in randomly and then get pissed off at the scale. Okay? In fact, don't get pissed off at the scale ever, and we'll talk about that, but don't weigh in randomly. It's only going to mess with your head, and it's going to start to really wear you out. So don't do that. All right. Keep it consistent. Weigh in frequently, and I'm going to talk about how to take a look at the numbers and how to understand why sometimes the number goes up and why it goes down. So let's talk about that. Why does the scale change? Why, do, why don't we just wake up after a really good day of eating and working out? And lose weight Like why do we wake up some days And have a higher number on the scale Or not see any change at all We weigh the same thing as we did last week What the hell is going on? Right? We get pissed off Totally get it So The first thing to understand is There are a lot of factors That go into How much you weigh At any given time One of the biggest factors is Water Okay Water That your body holds on or doesn't hold on to. And there are many things that impact water retention or losing water weight, and a couple of those things are common things that we take in via food just about every day. One of the big ones is sodium, okay, salt. Salt is very, very good for you, okay? Tremendous amounts of salt can be detrimental if you have certain health issues, but salt does a lot of things to keep you healthy and also allow you to train and work out effectively. You need sodium. Okay, sodium is very important. But one of the things that sodium can do if you ingest more than you normally do is it can hold on to water temporarily. All right? So if you have a day where you consume more sodium, the next day typically you're going to have some water retention. Now this does not mean you gain fat. Okay? This does not mean that because you stepped on the scale and are a pound and a half or two pounds heavier, even though you hit your calorie goals and worked out and stayed active, does not mean you gained fat at all. In fact, chances are very slim that you gained a lot of fat, even if you went over your calories, and I'll explain that in a second. But sodium, if you had a higher amount of sodium, that typically comes with some water retention. The same is true if you had a day where you took in very little sodium. Your body could release water weight. Okay. It could release water and you might wake up very light or lighter. And so both of those sides of the sodium spectrum need to be accounted for. Meaning, you know, if you're not sure what's going on with the scale, one of the first places to look at it is your sodium. And if you're taking in different amounts of salt on a consistent basis, then your body's going to hold on to water or release water a little bit more frequently because, hey, you're taking in different amounts of sodium. The same is true with carbohydrates. Okay, the body ingests carbs, and often those carbs soak up water, okay? So they hold on to water inside your body. And that, of course, more water inside the body can cause the scale to go up. And same is true if you lower your carbs. If you take carbs away, the the water that your body was holding on to will get released more than likely, and the scale will come down. This is exactly why people who go on a low-carb diet tend to see a big, big change in the scale right away. Because the body's releasing a lot of water that it was holding before because they were taking in more carbs and all of a sudden they go no carb or very low carb and the body starts to release water. And this is why, and I'm going to say a bad word here, but the keto diet, not to say the keto diet's bad. The keto diet is great. I have a lot of clients on it for specific reasons, but it's not a magical diet. And what a lot of people misinterpret is the weight loss that initially happens from the keto diet. They go on the keto diet and the body starts drastically losing water. Okay. Really fast. And all of a sudden the first week goes by and somebody lost five pounds and they think, Oh, the keto diet, this is the bomb. Right. And sometimes they even look less bloated because they've lost water. And so there's less water retention and they go, Oh my God, I'm losing body fat. This is insane. The keto diet is freaking unbelievable, right? Everybody needs to be on the keto diet, high fat, low carb. Ooh, and then all of a sudden a few weeks go by and the body stops losing water weight because there just isn't any more water weight. And weight loss comes to a halt and that's when people typically give up on the keto diet because they think, oh, it was working for like a month and then uh, it just stopped working. I don't know what happened. Well, I'll tell you what happened. The body just adapted to the water that was being released and it's not you know, throwing tons of water out. You're not peeing a ton of water out anymore. And now you're just on a consistent calorie deficit and fat loss. Okay. Not weight loss. Fat loss is very slow and weight loss can be fast or slow depending on what you're doing, but weight, but fat loss typically is always very slow. Okay. And so that's where people give up on the keto diet is they think, oh, well, this isn't working anymore. And they go back to eating carbs and guess what? They start gaining weight and they freak out and it just becomes like this whole cycle. So carbs and sodium, impact weight in either direction, an increase in weight or a decrease in weight because of water retention. The same is true for having, um, a bigger meal at a certain time. Okay. So let's say you normally have your last meal at that's called seven o'clock at night or eight o'clock at night. And then one night you go out and have, you know, a meal that still hits your calories, right? At like 10, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. You wake up the next morning, you step on the scale, and you're like, whoa, I'm heavier. What's going on? I hit my calories, hit my protein, hit my carbs, hit my macros. What the hell's up with this? Well, it's just because the body is used to eating earlier, and it takes a certain amount of time to digest the food you ate, and it just hasn't digested yet. You still have food in your system that's digesting. It does not mean you've gained fat. It does not mean you're not losing fat. In fact, you're still losing fat if your calories are where they need to be. But a meal timing scenario can cause your scale to go up. You might also need to use the restroom, right? So without getting super gross, if you have to take a shit or if you have to take a poop or whatever, sorry, pardon my language, but if you have to do one of those things, that's material in your body sitting there causing the scale to go up, okay? So you step on the scale and you haven't used the restroom yet. Same was true with pee. If you have to pee, The body's holding on to pee. It could hold on to a pound of pee, two pounds of pee. And there are times where you have to really pee. And it's like, once you go to the restroom, you step on the scale afterwards and you're like, oh, I lost a pound just from using the restroom. All right. So that's another thing to keep in mind. That is why once again, our routine around the scale needs to be consistent. We need to have a consistent weigh-in schedule. And I'm going to get to what I recommend here at the end, but consistency is going to be key so that we can eliminate a lot of these variables. Now, a couple other things that can impact scale weight, lack of sleep. Okay. That's a big one. If you didn't sleep as much, your body could be a little bit stressed out. It could be holding on to some water, not fat, not body fat, just water. Okay. Um, Same is true with just stress in general. Stress is not a bad thing. We all have stress. It's part of life. It's in fact, stress is a very good thing at times. Um, but sometimes when we have higher than normal amounts of stress, the body can hold on to water as a defense mechanism, as a survival mechanism, and the scale could be a little bit higher just because you had a couple of rough days or a rough nights sleep, or you know, you got into an argument or something, and you know, you just didn't sleep well, and you wake up and you're like, "Wow, I'm a pound and a half bigger." Great, I should just quit. This sucks. Life is awful good night, right? But that's not the way you want to look at it. You just want to say, you know what? I had a stressful day, had a little extra sodium, you know, ate a big meal later than I, than I normally do. That's why the scale's up. Okay. Now I want to address because that kind of summarizes, you know, what the body can deal with when it comes to different factors, right? So like there's, there's other factors, of course, you know, slow digesting foods, Uh, foods that are faster digesting. Um, There's a lot of things that can impact scale, but I want you to understand here, we're talking about weight loss, not necessarily fat loss. Fat loss is where the body actually utilizes fat in the cell, a fat cell, burns it for energy, and thus you lose body fat. And the reason it's burning it for energy is because you're not taking in enough calories to support your daily activity. And so you're in a caloric deficit, meaning you're burning more calories than you eat. And so the body needs an additional amount of calories to support your day. And it turns to body fat to do that. Now, one thing I also want to mention is that when you burn a cell filled with fat, that cell doesn't automatically just go away. In fact, it never goes away. And temporarily, it can oftentimes be filled with water. Okay, It can, it can retain water. Thus, you may not see a change in the scale even though you lost fat. Eventually that water will go and the cell will shrink. It doesn't go away, it's still there, but it will shrink down and you will look leaner and you won't carry as much body fat as long as you keep your activity where it needs to be and you eat appropriately, okay? So that's another little piece of information that can be super valuable is that you might be doing everything right and losing fat, but the scale doesn't change, all right? So in order for you to lose a pound of fat, you need to burn roughly 3,500 calories more than what you take in. Sounds like a lot, but if you divide that by you know, five or seven days, you can start to see every day you need to burn you know, 500 to 700 calories more than what you take in every day. And that can actually be achieved rather easily with a correct nutrition plan and diet. And let's just say you did that consistently and you lost a pound of fat every week, Well, that's 52 pounds a year, and a lot of people don't have 52 pounds to lose, so it would make sense that the body is going to slow things down because it wants to survive. Okay, If you only need to lose 20 pounds and you're on pace for a pound a week, the body's like, hey, dude, we're going to slow down a little bit here. Metabolism is going to slow down just a tad to keep you alive. Okay, And the same is true with gaining fat. You need to eat, overeat by 3,500 calories. Okay? in order to gain a pound of fat. Now, I don't know about you, but 3,500 calories is a lot, especially in a day. So if like you're burning normally 2,000 calories a day, you need to eat 5,500 calories to gain a pound of fat. That's a lot. That's a lot for me and I have a huge appetite. So what normally happens is you might overeat a little bit and do that consistently for a longer period of time and then you start to pack on weight because you've eaten 3,500 calories over what you need Consistently every month, right, or every year, and so you start to gain a couple pounds a year of fat. Now the scale might go up more, but that's not body fat. That's water retention. That's sodium. That's that's carbs. That's stress. Like all those things, right? Inflammation is another one, right? So when you eat foods that don't sit well with you, the body can hold water and keep water around for a long period of time, and so then you start to feel bloated and you start to, you know, see the scale go up tremendously. Now. A couple of patterns that I want to address when it comes to weight loss, and this is where people really, really struggle. All right, so when you start a uh, a transformation phase, you're not always going to see a dramatic weight loss right away. Some people are. Everybody's different. Okay, so like what what I'll tell you is this: typically for me, I don't see a change on the scale for like the first four to five days. Okay, my weight pretty much stays the same. The body's just kind of getting adjusted to the new calories and new training. Oh, and one thing I forgot to mention too, by the way, is weight training and working out actually can cause water retention, okay? Because you're causing inflammation, you are working the body, there needs to be repair done, there needs to be recovery done, and so the body's going to typically hold on to water in order to do those things. So when you work out more, you need to start getting adjusted to the fact that your body may hold more water. does not mean you're not getting leaner. Let me just stress that again. Does not mean you're not getting leaner. Just means the scale isn't moving as fast as you want it to. Weight loss takes time. Or excuse me, weight loss can be can be done very quickly. I mean, I can I can lose weight easily just by sweating it out, not eating, sitting in a sauna, peeing, going to the bathroom, right? I can lose weight, but it's gonna come back on because the body needs to get back to a place where it's okay, it's happy. Fat loss takes time, okay? Fat loss. It's very hard to speed up. Sure, you can speed it up by eating less calories and working out more. But understand that your fat loss plan is only as good as your ability to keep that weight off. Keep the fat off, all right? You can lose 10 pounds of fat, but if you gain back 11 because you weren't able to sustain the habits and routines that took you down 10 pounds, well, that plan sucks, right? It's not going to work. So a couple patterns to look out for. And... Uh, should probably, I'll be making a YouTube video on this, but this is something that I see in clients and I see in myself too. So one of the big ones is initially not seeing any weight loss followed by a, a quick drop in weight followed by another plateau followed by a slight increase followed by another drop in weight, okay? That's very typical when on a fat loss plan. The body is getting adjusted to different periods in time and different things that you're doing, right? So oftentimes it will stop losing weight or it'll gain weight because you're training, you're working out and it's inflamed and it's not a bad thing, right? These are not bad things by the way. And then it'll lose weight again. And it just kind of continues down that pattern. What a lot of people don't realize is that these periods of fat loss stalling or not fat loss stalling, but weight loss stalling or even weight loss increases can last for a week or two weeks, right? Before they see another drop in weight, But that's where people give up. They say, ah, I've plateaued, right? I hear the word plateau so much. It's so annoying because it's not a plateau, all right? And I say annoying in the sense that I'm annoyed with myself because I've been there. I, I used to be like, oh, I plateaued after two days of not losing weight, right? Now, if you've lost weight in the past month, past week, past two weeks, past three weeks, you have not plateaued. You haven't. Just being real with you. Your body's just not losing weight as fast as you want it to, okay? You haven't plateaued. As long as you're doing the right things, you have not plateaued. You just need to keep going, all right? Keep going. Keep doing what you've been doing. You're going to lose weight. A lot of times, too, you see uh, a big drop in weight initially. Like, people start a plan. They start losing weight rapidly, and then it plateaus, and then they start gaining weight, and they freak out. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was losing weight every day. What the hell's happening here, dude? This plan sucks, and they give up when they eat whatever they want and they quit. But you've got to understand the patterns that typically happen. Everybody wants that linear, nice and easy weight loss, right? Every day the scale goes down. I eat perfect. I work out, and the scale goes down. It's amazing. Like, that doesn't work, dude. That doesn't, it's not how it works. The body does not work that way. You will see typically the pattern of losing weight, plateauing, gaining weight, or even when you start, you might gain some weight, plateau, lose some weight, gain some weight, plateau, lose some weight, and that trend will continue on. But over time, if you're doing things properly, you will see the trend, the 30-day trend or the 60-day trend, the scale going down. Some people lose weight faster than others too. Okay, Keep that in mind. Genetics is a big thing. It's not fat loss we're talking about here. Fat loss is very scientific. We know how people lose fat. It's 3,500 calories to lose a pound of fat. 3,500 calories to gain a pound of fat. That's the same for everybody. Okay? Science has proven that time and time again. But weight loss and the scale can be different based off different factors. We talked about some of them already. So how do you use a scale? What is my recommendation? So here's my, my thought. If you're going to use a scale, use it just about every day. Wake up, use the restroom, pee, poop, whatever you got to do. Don't drink anything. Don't eat anything. Step on the scale. Record that number. Do that every day. After seven days, add up all your weigh-ins. Average it out by seven days or however many days you weighed in. Take that number. Okay, so you have a seven-day average. Then weigh in again every day for seven days take that seven-day average and compare it to the last seven-day average keeping in mind this requires consistency this requires you to be consistent with your eating your training your nutrition your sleep your stress management okay if you're not consistent with those things don't expect the scale to give you consistent feedback all right or consistent data so that my friends is about as short as i can make this podcast um going to do a longer youtube video at some point but i want to keep this under 30 minutes for you but i wanted to give you my two cents on how to use the scale effectively if this was helpful i would love for you to leave a rating and review but only if this podcast is helpful don't do it just to make me popular or to give me credit or whatever this is for you this this podcast is here to make sure you have value every single week So if you haven't left us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or wherever you listen to the show, it would be greatly appreciated that you do that and just let us know what you think. Let us know if there's any topics you want to see covered as well. If you're not already subscribed, please do so. Um, We will be bringing back some really cool prizes here as we get closer to 2020. So stay tuned for that. Um, But in the meantime, I want to just say thanks again for listening. Appreciate you. And until next time, it's your host, Josiah Novak. Talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.